Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. Good morning. How y'all doing this morning? Hey, good morning, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Does the new Bible study start on the 10th? Um, we finish up chapter 17 today. And then um, after we finish up chapter 17, uh, it's not this, it's the second Tuesday. I don't know if it's the 10th or not. I need to look at that. Good morning. How y'all doing this morning? Somebody's asking me about the new Bible study. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome, welcome, welcome. That was Victory Belongs to Jesus by Todd Delaney. If you don't know that song, you need to get to know that song because victory belongs to Jesus. I have so much I want to share. Let me do just a quick few announcements. Um, This morning, uh, first of all, yeah, Bible study is tonight. We are finishing up chapter 17 of A Heart of a Servant. Um, even if you haven't been a part, invite somebody in. I'm going to drop the link and the invite to that in just a minute. And um, last Tuesday was something else. I don't know what God is going to do. I don't make promises. I'm going to be led by the Spirit of the Lord. But definitely make sure you tap in tonight. I'm just believing God. Every moment with God is an encounter with him and for him to show up and show out on our behalf. To show up and show out on our behalf. So tonight is Bible study. Um, Also, Feed the Streets will be back at the end of the month. I think the 28th. We just shifted a few things. Um, I went to the Dorcas house. I'm glad I took the time to just listen to the spirit of the Lord. I pray that you took time yesterday. I actually started on Sunday. I shut down on Sunday. I kind of put my cell phone up. I didn't have my cell phone with me. Um, I was out uh, in the streets with Jess. She had her phone and I was like, I don't even care. Just kind of trying to make sure I was recentered on the Holy Spirit. And as I was, the Lord led me to clean out my closet yesterday. And he was like, just clean your closet out. And I was like, okay. So after I walked with him that morning, after I was just quiet before him, he led me to clean my closet out. Um, And there were things in my closet. I don't clean my closet out um, just with things that I don't want. Like I'm in the habit, if I haven't worn something in a year or a year and a half, then I need to get rid of it. I don't care what, um, I don't care what condition it's in. It does not matter. I also don't give raggedy things away. And some people are like, well, if they're homeless, no, I try to give my best because I would want somebody to give me my best. And I'm telling you this for a reason. So yesterday I cleaned out my closet 
And I was just obeying the Lord and I was just going through all my stuff and packing it up and bagging it up and pulling all of these things out. And I wound up with like six or seven bags of stuff, of suits, of clothes, of things I wasn't wearing, of dresses, of jackets, just all these different things. Um, and I wound up putting them in a bag, but I understand more what God was doing. And so I bag them up and I put them in the car and I finished doing some other things yesterday and I got up and um, the boys and I, Apostle admonished us to do some things in church on Sunday. So you need leaders who hear. So the boys and I took a, a ride. I'm still not in my car. My car was fixed. Then it was wrong. Um, but somebody gave me a car to use. And so uh, the car that I'm using it's just a long story. It's tiny. And so we were packing the bags and we all big. But I didn't let that discourage me. I didn't let that deter me. Um, and so anyway, so I get in the car and I'm in there and I'm driving. And um, as I'm driving, I get and I pull up to the place that the Lord has told me to go donate my stuff. Typically, I donate I donate my stuff at another place, but I heard the Holy Spirit tell me, go take my stuff to this place. And so I go and I, you have to push a button to get in. I push a button to get in. And as I push the button to get in, I was like, I got stuff. I don't need a tax receipt. I just need, um, I got stuff. Well, about seven, eight, nine, ten women start walking out. And as they are walking out, my heart, my heart just went like you could hear it. And the boys know when I get like that, because they'll start patting on me and I'm like, okay. And they were out, hey, hey y'all, we like the car, you know. Uh, hey boys, they were speaking to the boys and they were coming out and like just this beautiful group of women who were beautiful but battered and scorned. And I looked up at them and I'm like, man, y'all came out um, like just a beautiful group of warriors. And I know this place, I know the circumstance, I know the situation that they are in, but it just compelled me to think even more about how the mission and the ministry that we're on has absolutely nothing to do with us. And we have to have a continuous heart for the people. I thought it was about delivering clothes, but I know God needed me to see them just as a reminder that this is part of the mission. This is part of the vision. These are the things that we are called to. There should not be people around us lacking. There should not be people around us hurting. There should not be people around us bruised. But you got to take the focus, make sure we take the focus off ourselves, and make sure that the focus is on others. And this isn't about like incorporating um, organizations, but this is about getting out and serving the people, like getting out and serving people and being sensitive to the people that are around us and the people that God are, is trying to connect us to because it's so easy for things to get lost in translation. So Feed the Streets is back on the 28th. 
Um, just reminding you, if you're not local, you can sow into that. Um, I have another, we have another mission with the Salvation Army. They need dishwashing. Um, they need um, soap. I talked to the social worker over there. Each Salvation Army is responsible for raising its own phone, funds. They need washing powder. They need body soap. They need shampoo. They need diapers. They need condition. condition. They need these things. The other place that I was at, which was for abused and battered women, they need things and I saw those women and I was like Lord like I need resources because I want to go put makeup on I've been in an abusive relationship before um it's just all these different things that I want to connect to and it's not me I know God was putting that desire on me so I just want to remind you it's not about us and I know we're probably in some situations and I know we've been in some circumstances but God is going to take your story and use it to minister and to benefit to someone else. I just needed you to hear that this morning. I saw these women suffering, but fighting to live at the same time. <laughs> they were suffering, but fighting to live at the same time. I'm telling you they were, I could see it on their face. They were wounded warriors but still very, very beautiful. So um, just a way you can find, you can send that stuff. You can ship that stuff. You can direct ship that stuff. You can ship toilet paper. You can ship us food. You can ship us whatever you want to ship us. However, the Lord pricks your heart, but I need you to get invested and I need you to be involved. You can become a partner. You can sow into the ministry. Everything is found on LakeishaMJohnson.com. But we got people out here who need to be restored, who need to know that God loves them and the way that they're going to find that is through us and us being connected and not us being connected just for a minute not just a project that the, that we enter into a life of service to serve god's people okay that's enough of my lecture this morning let's get started in the word do me a favor go share the video drop the video put it somewhere uh hey debbie hey mary hey Teresa, hey stassi how y'all doing this morning um hey um I see all my friends. Hey, Tammy. Hey, Kim. Hey, hey Brown Sugar. How y'all doing this morning? Good morning. Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with the Kishas. This is your girl, LMJ. Let's get into the word. I just need to share something with you. Um, I always feel like God comes back on Mondays. Well, this is not a Monday. This is a Tuesday. But I also I always feel like God comes back on these days. And on the days that he comes back to us, that he always kind of gives us a refresher or a... Uh, <laughs> I know, Nisi. I'm trying not to. I am. I'm not trying to, but hopefully we can figure out how to make this happen for these women. Because I know what it's like. I promise you I do. To be without. I know what it's like to be bruised. I know what it's like to be battered. I know what it's like to feel lost. I know what it's like to feel confused. I know what, it's feel, what it feels like to be holding on to your very life. I know what it feels like to feel forsaken. I know what it feels like when the enemy has lied to you, when he has told you you cannot be restored, um, when you think he has forgotten about you. I know when he tries to magnify your sins. He has tried to bring up two things from my past recently. Like, I know what it's like, and I know um, my girl Jess said to me the other day, she said, I've never seen anybody run into this many homeless people or this many people who need you like i walked up to the studio and the other man and a homeless man was laying on the ground she was like this has got to be a part of your commission this has got to be a part of your call that you run into this many people who are homeless or this many people and 
how it takes you to a place like so just let's pray let's get started let's not just pray let's get in position to make a difference you'll think one thing of washing powder doesn't make a difference but one thing of washing powder makes a difference everything you do makes a difference and i promise you if you develop a life in a heart of service it will begin to change the things around you like if you get out of victim mentality and say you know what I'm going for it. I'm going to get in position. I'm going to help find some of this stuff. I'm going to believe God for this stuff. We're going to start finding some stuff. You know, it'll happen. We're 501c3. So just remember that. Get get connected. Now, I need to share a few things with you this morning about being rebuilt. And if you didn't know, if you didn't know that God was rebuilding you, you um, through LMJ Ministries, through uh, this devotional, um, you need to know now, especially for those of you who have been connected and who have been faithful um, and who have been putting themselves in a position, for those of you who took time to be quiet yesterday. I hope that you heard from God. I hope you were becoming more centered. I'm going to continue to share with you on how to listen to God. I was listening to a three-part series on listening to God. God speaks to us 24 hours, seven days a week. This is a life by the Spirit. This is not a life by our flesh. Remember our remember our scripture, our springboard scripture that we're staying stuck to, that we're not just committing to memory, but that we're remembering to live that in this life by the Spirit, right? We've been called to a greater purpose. It's beyond ourselves. Remember, I read that to you. Our call, though it may seem familiar, doesn't look like anyone else's. But the only way we're going to be able to walk into this and receive this, 1 Corinthians 2.14, is the person without the Spirit does not accept the things that come from the Spirit, but considers them foolishness and cannot understand them because they are discerned only through the Spirit. We're getting ready to pray right? But God has been rebuilding us and restructuring us um, and putting us in a position. He's renewing our structure. Um, our, our old construction isn't what we needed. It's our new construction. And so he's rebuilding the house, the wall, the city. There's a fresh anointing coming on us. He's doing something different in us. And so it was necessary, right? Even some of the things that we've been through have been necessary um, in order for us to get into position in this new season. I told you a couple of weeks ago, you can't put new wine into old skins. We can't continue to do this. And so today I need to talk to you a little bit about how Jesus is your chief cornerstone. I need you to pray right now that the Holy Spirit helped me teach this thing the same way that the Lord gave it to me um, as he gives us new instructions in our new assignment in this season. You cannot afford to do things the way you have always been doing things or you're going to miss God in this season. Thank you for that. Thank you for that, Angela. You're going to miss God in this season. I promise you is going to miss God in this season. If the focus is on you, if you think it's about you, if you're still centered on you, you're going to miss God in this season. If you're still in, in, uh, a me mentality. God bless me. God help me. God restore me. If you're still in a me mentality, if you're not giving him the glory, if you're still focused in that place, then you're going to miss 
God in this season. You're going to miss the instructions of God. You're going to miss the wisdom of God. Um, I talked to you about smoke screens and how the enemy had been, come on, Holy Spirit, how the enemy had been using smoke screens, circumstances, situations for you to get ruled in. Do you know how many people didn't take their children to school because someone talked about a school shooting and how many people entered into anxiety and fear because of the smoke screens and the designs of the smoke screen were to have you in fear. I've been talking to you about the spirit of strife and dealing with the spirit of jealousy and the assignment against the church and the assignment against your relationships and renewing your mind and the spirit and learning to trust God more and allowing the Holy Spirit to use you and admitting that you don't have it all and seeking our Father in all things. And all of this he's been rebuilding he's been restructuring he's been changing the makeup of us he's been reorganizing us he's um the point of restructuring or rebuilding us is to make us stronger but stronger because some of us have very shaken very shaky foundations we thought we had very solid foundations but we have very shaky foundations um and and how to know if your foundation is shaky is when the wind blows when the wind blows, when a circumstance comes up, when a storm presents itself, how you respond in that storm, in that circumstance. I feel you, Holy Ghost. I feel my help coming. How you respond in that circumstance, in that situation determines absolutely everything. What you do while you're going through. How will you magnify the Lord or will you magnify the circumstance? Will you magnify the situation? Will you trust what the word says? And some of y'all, because I've been there before, have still been waiting on prophecy. And the Lord says something very, very big to me. He said, this is the prophetic word, right? Um, I'm just a vessel. And he's been giving us word every morning and stuff for us to chew on. And he told me the other day, he said, most of them get up from the table. And I, this wasn't just eliminate. He said, most of us get, most of them get up from the table and they're not even taking, applying what I gave them that morning to their lives. Like they're not even playing, applying that to their lives, but running and looking for a prophetic word. And this is the, this the prophecy. This the prophetic word. This, this all you need learning to apply what he's given us first in the morning before we move on to someone else, something else. Before we move on to something else, because if your found, if your foundation isn't solid, if your foundation isn't solid, if you focus on the wrong thing, if you made this moment about me, you missed all of what God was trying to do for us. You must all of what, you don't need no more prophetic word. You need to live out what he's giving us daily. You need to ask yourself, am I really living out what you've been presenting to us daily? Because this devotional, I need to say this one more time, this devotional ain't been about me. I'm just the vessel. I'm just the person that he's using with a fresh rhema word for this season. And all we got to do is take what he's given us. It's the prophecy. It's the prophecy. All we got to do is take what he's been giving us every morning and begin to restructure and apply it to our lives. And so if we are not applying what he gave us, if we're not focusing on living life by the spirit, if we're not asking the Holy Spirit for help, we'll miss what the Lord is trying to do for us in this season. We'll miss what the Lord is trying to do for us in this season because we're looking for the big Tada moment. Uh, we're looking for the Red Sea parting moment. We're looking for all these. And he's like, I'm giving y'all instructions daily. I'm giving you a word daily. Every time y'all wake up to coffee and conversations, I've presented you with a word that you need to chew on, that you need to digest, and that you need to apply to your life before you move on to something else. There ain't no, you don't have to run from this looking to a prophecy or run from church looking for a prophecy. You just got to take the word and make it applicable. So if you haven't used what you got and you've moved on to something else, your foundation becomes shaky. 
yeah, I can't run in this house. I'm going to wake my kids up. I'm going to wake my neighbors up. If you haven't took took what he's been, if you ain't back it up a season, anybody that's been on this thing, come on now. The Lord has been doing something. If you haven't taken and what you and you haven't been applying it right, or you've been lying to yourself or you think it doesn't matter or you don't have childlike eyes, you've been missing every opportunity of what God is doing for us to rebuild us and to show us where Jesus needs to be, the chief cornerstone. Now, let me pray. We're in the middle of this prayer. Let me pray because I need to take authority over a couple things. God gave me something. Father God, we thank you for your word this morning. I thank you for the preach that's in my belly. I thank you for the power of the Holy Spirit, but more so, I thank you for Jesus. I thank you for every individual that'll watch this devotional today that they will not log off. Come on now. I cancel the spirit of the the assignment of the enemy that tries to get them distracted. I thank you, Father God, that they have ears to hear. I thank you, Lord God, that they are focused on your word this morning, that deliverance comes because of your word, Father God, not because of me, because of your word, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God, that they are saturated in your presence and saturated by your peace and moved in their hearts, Lord God, and the eyes of their understanding and the hope and call of who they are in Christ Jesus is being magnified, Father God, above the destruction. Above the wasteland, Lord God, above the enemy, Father God, above the noise, above the voices, Lord God. I thank you, Father God, that they are learning to quiet themselves, Father God. And before that they run into anything or onto anything else, that they allow you, Father God, to build them up strong in their words so that the victory belongs to Jesus. Father God, let everything that has breath praise you today, Father God. We thank you for restructuring our mind, restructuring our heart, and giving us a new vision and allowing our, uh, teaching us how to align ourselves to your word. Now, Father God, I thank you, Father God, for a word of knowledge. I cancel the assignment against a distressed bladder. The Lord started speaking to me about a distressed bladder. And if your bladder is distressed, okay, if your bladder is distressed, or so you've been having issues, or if you had a surgical repair and they put that mesh or whatever, and your bladder has not been doing what it was supposed to do, I need you to lay your hand on your bladder. This word is for you. The Lord met you at the place of your bladder. Father God, we thank you in the name of Jesus. I cancel the assignment against every distressed bladder, Father God, and I command to and decree and declare today, Father God, that their bladders are operating according to the word of God. Jesus didn't have a distressed bladder. They don't get to have a distressed bladder. He was already he was already bruised for our iniquities, already chastised for our peace, and by his stripes we are healed. We thank you, Father God, that every tissue, every fiber, and every cell in that bladder is performing according to perfection, the way that God designed it. I thank you, Lord God, you are healing their bladder right now in Jesus' name. And if that is you, just receive that by faith. Say, I receive by faith that my bladder is healed, that it is not distressed, that it is not um, pressure that is not whatever that is, whatever it is that tried to come against your bladder. That's an assignment of the enemy because if he can get you focused on your bladder, your bladder isn't functioning the way that it's supposed to, or your bladder is entangled in anything that is not right, then you need to receive by faith your healing. Your bladder is supposed to be normal. Your bladder is supposed to function the way God intended it to function, not should be, is functioning. Command your bladder, bladder function 
now in the name of Jesus and just receive that by faith. If you know somebody that's been struggling with that battle, you better send them this word and say, you know what? There was a word for you about bladders. The enemy can I tell you why I always cancel the assignment, um, demolish the stronghold, cast him back to the pits of hell from which it came, right? It's because the assignment is to have you in a place. Come on. The assignment is to have you in a place where you're focused on something other than your purpose. That's why it keeps coming so that you can be focused on something other than your purpose. So we thank you that your bladder is full functioning the way that God called it to function in Jesus name. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for visiting us. Holy Spirit, we thank you for your presence and we thank you, Father God, for dealing with bladders. Now I need to do one more thing. I need to cast the spirit of anxiety off, off of you. Some of you still been weary and worried and the enemy keeps coming and it's these little anxiety attacks. Will we cancel the spirit of anxiety, the assignment of anxiety off your life and we cast it back to the pits of hell from which it came. We sever the cords and the ties that you will not live an anxious life, but that you will live according to the word. I thank you that the word is rising up in you. He showed me, he said, my people are still anxious. They still worry. They still consume. They don't know if I'm going to work it off. That is a lie. That is the assignment of the enemy. So I cancel that assignment of weary and weariness off you right now in Jesus name. Amen. No more weary, no more worry. When it builds up, we talked about this already. You've got to go to the word. You've got to submit that thing to the word. Can I tell you something? When we cancel the assignment, we are dealing with the plan of the enemy and we're putting it at Jesus' feet. Come on, Holy Ghost. That's your shout right there. That's your shout right there. Every time we cancel his assignment, every time we deal with him, we're dealing with the plan of the enemy against your life and we're putting it at Jesus' feet. And you know what? James 4 and 7 says, submit yourself therefore to God. So we're submitting the circumstance and the situation to God. And when we submit the circumstance of the situation to God, do you know what happens? We resist the devil and he takes off. We resist the devil and he takes off. When we try to deal with it, we're not submitting it to God. See, you ain't even see that scripture like that. Look how the Holy Spirit revealed it to us. When we cancel the assignment, when we deal, we deal with the plan of the enemy and we're putting it at Jesus' feet. And then James 4 and 7 says, we're submitting ourselves therefore to God. We submitted that problem to God. So this morning, whatever has you anxious, cancel the assignment. No, Satan, you're not going to lie to me about my finances. You're not going to tell me I'm not going to be broke. You're not going to tell me I'm not. Cancel the assignment off your marriage, your finances, your children, your ministry, your purpose. Cancel the assignment of the enemy in Jesus' name, right? Put it at Jesus' feet. I'm putting this at your feet, Lord. I'm submitting this thing to you. And watch and resist the devil. And watch what he does. He's going to flee from you. He's going to flee from you. So let me give you this real quick. We got about 10 minutes. I want to talk to you about Jesus being the chief cornerstone. I told you he was restructuring or building, rebuilding us and making us stronger. A lot of us had false foundations. A lot of us had false foundations. We had cracked foundations. We weren't built properly. We had things going on inside of us that didn't make up, make sense. We had a lot of religious overtures and things that was that have been interfering with us living life by the spirit. And so what God has been doing is he has been restructuring us. I told you, restructuring and rebuilding makes us stronger. Can I tell you something? Restructuring and rebuilding, even though it could be painful, right? Because think of demolition, right? When we come in 
in and we dem demolition or we deal with a building. Restructuring or rebuilding us can be painful. And what usually happens is a lot of people don't stay in place to be properly reconstructed, to be properly rebuilt. They get a little bit and they take off. And they hear, that's why I told you, you got to spend more time being quiet or you'll miss the foundation of what's going on. And so what's been happening here is we are learning Jesus as the chief cor cornerstone because most of us have had faith built wrong and most of us haven't been building what we've been building on Jesus. Can y'all go on and admit that? Can you go on and admit there's a lot that I have built that wasn't built on Jesus. <laughs> there was a lot that I built. My faith wasn't built on Jesus. I, my, I wasn't in a position where I was building things on Jesus. I was building things on man. I was building things on relationships. I was building things on my own self-confidence. Um, I was forgetting who Jesus was I was not adding him to the situation. As a matter of fact, I was removing him from the situation because I had more confidence in myself than I had in the chief cornerstone. And so as God begins to restructure us, he's sharing with us that Jesus is the chief cornerstone and he's talking about the exalted Jesus right and he's dealing with us on something that was mentioned in the Old Testament but is applicable in the New Testament come on y'all that's the Holy Ghost that was mentioned in the Old Testament, but is applicable to the New Testament, right? So in Isaiah 28, 16, the prophet speaks God's word directly to the rulers in Jerusalem who boasted that they were immune to the scourges of life. These individuals that Isaiah, that they begin to talk to, Isaiah begins to talk to, thought they were immune. Thought they, what they had built was solid. Thought what they were doing was working. What they had going on was effective. And Isaiah is telling him, you got a false sense of security. I, I'm trying not to get loud. He said, there was a, there's a false sense of security. There's a cornerstone that you've been built in. There's something that you've been trusting more than you've been trusting Jesus. Come on, Tamika, go on and be real in this thing. Go on and be real in this thing. That's when your freedom was going to come. So there's been a false sense sense of security. You've been building yourself up in a stone, but not the chief cornerstone, not the, not the chief cornerstone, not the great I am, not the king of kings, not the Lord of lords, not the one that has the ability to change at absolutely everything. And so these last few weeks, God has been restructuring us. He's been rebuilding us. He's been putting Jesus in the foundation because can I tell you something? He was not the foundation. He was kind of over here and see a cornerstone is the strongest stone. It, once this cornerstone is laid, once the foundation of the cornerstone is laid, right? Then everything else, then we know the foundation is strengthened. And so we are moving into the position where Jesus is becoming our chief cornerstone. And can I tell you something? When we build up a false, come on now, false cornerstone, um, when we are trusting in something else, then what happens is we don't receive um, the blessing we're supposed to receive. We don't receive the fullness of what God is supposed to do. And then our foundation is shaky. Our foundation is shaky. Our foundation is shaky. And so Jesus is becoming our, come on, Debbie Sears. I love that. Come on, y'all. Come on, y'all. That's the transparency right there. Jesus is restructuring us and saying, I'm trying to take, can I tell you something? Can I tell you something? If you will get this, if you will understand Jesus being the ch chief cornerstone, can I show you something so powerful? Can you give me just a few more minutes so that you can understand how he becomes the way, the truth, and your life? 
<laughs> can I can I help you understand the way he be trying to become the truth? See, this was prophesied already in Isaiah that he would become the chief cornerstone. He is your chief cornerstone. You got to ask yourself, what have I built that hasn't been built on Jesus? What relationships have I built? My God, what businesses have I built? What have I been building that hasn't been built on the chief cornerstone? Because anything else, the, sh the, the foundation is shaky. The foundation, And so when the wind, can we go to the scripture when it talks about building your house, when the man, the man that built his house on sand sunk, come on now, the man that built his house on the solid foundation, when the winds blow, when the storm came in, his house was not moved. My God, you are going to come into a situation where storms are going to come situations but when your house is built on the chief cornerstone ain't no weary ain't no worry because you're going to trust that no matter what god is the way the truth and the life you're going to be steadfast on what the word says you're not going to be moved when the enemy comes in like a flood and he and he brings up a standard against you because your standard is in the word it's not in yourself it's not in what your mama them told you it's not in what religions told you it's in understanding you are the righteousness of god in christ jesus Jesus, and I'm not going to live in anything else. And so Jesus is being presented to us as the chief cornerstone. I really want to shout this morning. I really want to shout this morning. Jesus is being presented to us as the chief cornerstone. He's the prophet of all prophets. My God, he's the king of kings. He's the Lord of lords. He's the great I am. He's being presented to us as the chief cornerstone. He's fulfilling the prophecy. Can I tell you something? The thing that I love most, he is the way, he is the truth, and he is the life. If you, John 14 and 6 gives us that, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. If we take the opportunity and understand Jesus as the way, right, that he goes before his people. He is not merely just a prophet, right? He's showing you the way to salvation. He's showing you how to be obedient. He's showing you the sacrifice. He's the father's appointing. Come on now. He's suitable for you. He takes care of your sins. He deals with all of that. He's giving you a covenant great of grace, right? He is the way he's opening up heaven for you. He's opening up blessings for you. All of this is opened through Jesus. And then he's truth. He's the only truth. And so you got to ask yourself when you're in certain circumstances and situations, is Jesus the way in my life? Is Jesus the way in this situation? My God, am I using Jesus? Am I in the, is the chief cornerstone? the way in this situation or have I built or am I dealing with this situation? My God, in a way that's outside of God's will for my life. He's the truth. He's not just true. He is the truth. He is the truth. He is the truth. He is the eternal one. He is the merciful one. And if you allow him to be the way, if you allow him to lead the way, if you allow him to deal with every circumstance, if you allow him to deal with every situation, if you bring his presence, come on now, it's a push in my belly. I feel like I'm about to give birth to something. If you allow his presence into every situation, I promise you he'll build a foundation so strong it can't fail. He'll build your ministry so strong it can't fail. He'll build your marriage so strong it can't fail. He'll build your kids so strong it can't fail. And I know that some of you have given permission to things with your kids, and that's why it's been hard for you to assert yourself with your kids, but he'll rebuild the relationship between your kids. He'll restructure it, but you got to let him be the way, the truth, and the life.
You got to wait let him be the way and the truth. You got to accept all truth. You can't accept partial truth. You can't just let him in a little place of your life. You got to let him into every and each place in your life. And if you allow him to be the truth, if you allow the word to be the truth, if every time a circumstance, a situation comes up, you ask the Holy Spirit, show me this in your word of how to deal with this situation. If you kick over every false foundation, can I tell you something? That he's going to give you the life. I'm just telling you. I'm just breaking this scripture. He's going to give you the life. He's going to give you a life naturally. He's going to give you a life spiritually and he's going to give you a life eternally. He's going to show you the living way. Remember, anything that's not lived by the spirit is dead. Anybody that's not lived by the spirit is dead. And so he he's going to ever he's going to forever be the way. He's the only one that can lead you to the eternal life. And so if you let him be the true way, he's going to give you the life. You ain't got to get your life from nothing else. He's going to give you the life. He, you, I'm going to show you some things in Psalms this way. He's going to give you the life. If you let him be the chief cornerstone. And then we know the end of that scripture says, no man cometh unto the father, but to me, Christ is the only way to access the father. There is no coming to God, my God. There is no coming to God other than through Christ. He is the chief mediator. He introduces and presents the persons and the service of the people to his father. He gives them to the father. So there's no other way you're going to get the blessings and the things that you need unless you make Jesus the chief cornerstone. He's got to become the chief cornerstone. You've got to let him rebuild you. You've got to let him restructure you. You've got to deal with all the lies you told yourself. You've got to get uncomfortable with what you've been comfortable with because it's been standing in, in interference and in the way of what God is trying to do. And it can't be part of your life is built on him. All of your life got to be built on him. Uh, don't you want to see success in your marriage? Don't you want to see success in your business? Don't you want to see success in your ministry? Aren't you tired of partial successes. You ain't got to have partial success. Now, let me tell you something. You can find pleasure and comfort here on earth. I'm not going to lie to you. You can. And it'll seem really, 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 really good. But if the chief cornerstone is missing from that foundation, that cornerstone, I told you again, it's the chief. It's a it builds a certain foundation for you. If the chief cornerstone is missing from that situation, then what? So I know somebody's going to ask. I know, I know somebody's saying, I did not build my marriage on the chief cornerstone. How do I get this back? Can you ask? The, can you repent for that and ask the Holy Spirit to help? Can you ask that? Every stone building, one stone is crucial, and Jesus has to become your crucial stone. He has to be the foundation. It's the stone that's laid first. It's the rock upon which the weight of the entire structure rests. If you will allow Jesus to be your chief cornerstone. He will be the weight. He will be the weight. He will help you in every circumstance and situation. Why? Because he's the way. He's the way into everything. He's your path. He's your favor. He's your grace. He's your mercy. He's the way. He is the only truth. What would Jesus do needs to become the foundation. He is the only truth, not your own truth. He is your only truth, right? Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 3, 9 and 8, he says, for we are God's fellow workers. You are God's field. You are God's building. So if you are God's building, then Jesus has to become your 
chief cornerstone so you can withstand every storm. So when the enemy is presenting and lying about your character, you can withstand that because you know what the word has said. You understand? And you're not making the word burdensome in your life. You're understanding your righteousness that even when I jack, I'm jacked up and even when I'm messed up, I can come to God and he can restore me. And Jesus is in every area of my life. I love y'all. I gotta go. I love y'all. I gotta go. I gotta go. I hope that helps someone today. I hope that helped you understand what we've been dealing with. If you're just logging on or you're late logging on, go back and get this. The Lord had us pray a specific prayer for anxiety and worry. He had us pray for bladders this morning. I saw the testimonies coming in. Thank you for sharing your testimony. I saw that this is me. This is me. This is me. This is my bladder that's been having issues. Um, happy birthdays to all of you guys that celebrated birthdays recently. Um, yeah, just that. That's good. I'll ask God to restore your life. But remember, chew on that which he gave you. <laughs> chew on that which he gave you. Stop rushing up from the table. Stop. If you if he gives us a word for the day, your thing has to be Holy Spirit. Show me how to apply this. Don't run on to nothing else. Show me how to apply this to my life. Show me how to take the word that was given to us today. What areas in my life are you not the chief cornerstone? Where is my foundation shaky? Where have I trusted in more of this world than not trusting in myself? Because we can get into such a religious jargon. We can get into such so, so many habits that we miss the opportunity of what Christ is saying and what Christ is doing. You need to remember this, 1 Peter 2, 9 and 10, but you are a chosen generation a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praise of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. You are a child of the most high God. You are chosen by God. You are, Can you say that? Some of y'all are already out. You are chosen by God. You are chosen by God. Father God, we reverence you today. I thank you for your people today, Father God. I pronounce a blessing over your people today, Lord God. I thank you, Father God, and declare that a blessing will chase, chase them down so quickly that it will knock them off their feet. I thank you, Father God, for miracle signs and wonders manifesting in their life today. I thank you for healing. I thank you for outpour, Father God, of your spirit upon all flesh, everybody under the sound of my ear. And I thank you for the power power of the Holy Ghost. Father God, let your presence be with us all day long. Show us the areas in our life in which we have not made you the chief cornerstone. Father, let revelation continue to be in your word so that we may grow in your spirit, grow into the fullness of who you called us to be. In Jesus' name, amen. Saturate us in your presence. Guard this word. I cancel the assignment of the enemy every time he tries to pluck the word from you. I cancel that assignment off your life. In Jesus' name. Remember, you are child of the most high God. Yeah, Ronald Perry, you chosen. You are chosen. God handpicked you. He selected you. He knew all the dumb stuff you were going to do. And he said, you know what? I'm going to make all this stuff 
work for her good. Show us the areas in which you are not the chief cornerstone so we can trust you. I love y'all. I love you so much. But more than that, our Father loves you more than you can ever, 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 ever imagine. I promise he did. I promise he does. He meets us here every morning and the Holy Spirit dwells amongst us and in us and with us. And more, I, and more I'm just telling you, God loves you so much. More than I love you, God loves you. Now do me a favor. Go be loved today. Let the love of God, my God, be in you. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.